Hello friends and welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Collective Fitness Podcast. So today's going to be a little bit different. Um, it's just me flying solo, no friends, no one to talk to. It's just going to be me talking into the microphone all alone. What we are going to do today, I'll give you the full story actually. Just on a video, a really good video on goals and the importance of them and how we need to start thinking about them. This for the education area of the Collective Fitness app. And I was like, actually this would make a really good podcast. So I thought I would quickly jump on afterwards and do a full podcast episode on it. This, the video that I just did that I'm going to put in the app, I will also put this on YouTube and there is a few presentations and some diagrams and some a little bit more in-depth explanations that go with it. So by all means, if you want to go and view the visual version of this, pop over to YouTube and watch that. That is also, if you feel like I'm reading this off a page at certain points throughout this podcast, which I don't normally do, you might be right. I might be reading some of the information I've wrote down, so please don't be freaked out by my weird monotone voice while I read stuff out. So anyway, um, to, for everyone who knows me, and I've mentioned it quite a few times on this podcast before, that I've got quite a pragmatic brain. Um when people explain stuff to me, I need to be able to understand it in black and white with rationale before I will kind of get on board with what they are talking to me about. So you can imagine as a personal trainer, I get so many people come up to me and they're like, oh, I did this cool new diet and I lost six stone in six days and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool, tell me how. Explain to me the science. Explain to me in black and white how you did that thing. And then a lot of the times as well, you get all these like motivational quotes and they're like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to climb to the top of the mountain and people will be putting quotes. And I'm more like, I'm very open and receptive to stuff, but I also need it explained to me in black and white. And this has actually come at the detriment to me several times. A great example of this is um, gratitude and meditating and things like that, very much under that mindfulness banner. So many people have told me to do this over the years and that it helps us and it helps them feel better. And I'm like, yeah, but how does just sitting there being grateful make you feel better? But lo and behold, loads of science come out, it explains the reward system and how dopamine is ultimately released when we are grateful for certain things and it makes us feel better, it makes us feel happier and yada, yada, yada. So I was wrong. This was a great example of me being wrong. So one of those cliche quotes that I always used to hear is that it is the journey, not the destination. I'm sure you've all heard it before on social media, in the fitness industry. It's very big in the business world. It is the journey, not the destination. And I've said this loads of times to my clients. I said, learn to enjoy the process. I'll say, yeah, I'll probably just say learn to enjoy the process. But I do say that quite a lot. One of the main reasons is because what I'm going to go into in a second is that I feel exercise should be a big part of everybody's lives. So... So touching on that as I go through is that so I'm just I'm just scrolling along my slides, which I would be on the YouTube video, so that's why I was stalling. <laughs> so exercise should be a means to an end. Should not be a means to an end. <laughs> I'm not very good at talking and reading. So exercise should not be a means to an end. It's 2020. Social media is everywhere. The media is everywhere. The newspapers are everywhere. Channel 4 are putting terrible, terrible diet-based television programs without fact-checking them on their outlets and through their media channels. 
which puts us in the position where exercise is very much perceived as a means to an end. Anyone who knows me, anyone who knows Collective Fitness, who has listened to this podcast before, you will know that I perceive exercise as a tool that we should all have in our life. And at a very, very fundamental level, it helps us improve our physical health and it helps us improve our mental health. And that is before we decide to mold that and change that depending on what goal we are trying to achieve at that time. I 100% million percent believe that everybody on this planet can benefit from exercise or activity. It doesn't have to be in a gym. It could be walking, it could be doing Zumba, it could be whatever. They will benefit from it in one way or another. And it should ultimately be part of every everyday lives. So when we're looking at goals, I'm going to circle back to goals now. There are two types. There are temporary goals and there are permanent goals. So we could talk about goals all day and the different types and we can break them down to different little categories. But for us, the people listening to this podcast and me and my general clientele and customers, there are really two types of important goals and there are temporary and they're permanent. A great example of a temporary goal would be swimming around Great Britain. Anyone who knows Ross Edgley, um, he swam around Great Britain in 2018, I think. It took him five months. He slept on a boat every night. He would swim in through the middle of the night. He would swim for hours upon hours and end through jellyfish, with sharks, with whales, through the freezing cold as winter kicked in. You can imagine that that is very much a temporary goal. Once he swam around Great Britain, he wasn't thinking, oh, I can't wait to do that again next year. I bet he was thinking, I can't wait to sleep in my own bed, not swim ever again and eat copious amounts of pizza. But on the flip side of that, then we have permanent goals. A permanent goal is something that once we get to that goal, we either want to approve upon it or maintain that goal, that position that we get to for the long run. A great example of this would be losing two stone, which is very much relevant to to most people on the planet right now who are all trying to lose weight. Well, not everyone's trying to lose weight, but a large proportion of people are overweight and trying to reduce their total body weight. So you can kind of see the difference. Temporary is something that we're going to do, and then we're going to not do that again, or we could do it at very intermittent, spread out periods of time. And a permanent goal is something that we want to get to and want to maintain for a long period of time. So when we look at goals... One of the main problems that I face as, as a coach and that, and that people are very faulty and guilty of is that humans are very A to Z thinkers. We are at A and we want to get to Z. A great example of this, so like for everybody listening to this podcast, most people within their current scope of your life, if you think now of all the things that you want to achieve and all the goals that you have right now, you, they are mostly going to be permanent goals. I can't think of very many goals within my scope currently, maybe one or two that I want to do and then not continue at that level or repeat at least on a regular basis. A great example for me, trying to build my business at the moment, Collective Fitness app, I want to get to 1,000 members of the app within the first 12 months of launch. I don't want to get to 1,000 members and then by month 13, be back down to 500 members. When I get to that goal, it's going to be a permanent goal and I want to maintain it there. And one of the biggest problems that people do is they think about that goal, but they don't recognize all the little hurdles that you have to go through to get there. So we ignore the Bs, the Cs, the Ds, the Es, and everything on the way to that Z and ultimately that goal. One of the main things that we do is we ultimately think, we create this ideology in our head that when we get to that Z, that goal it equals happiness and a lot of the time it does not which is what i'm going to explain the rest of this podcast so you've got you 
you've got your current situation, and then you've got future you, which is when you have achieved this goal that we are creating in our head. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to continue with the example of weight loss, like we just said about losing two stone. So future you is going to be two stone lighter, and you've ultimately got to go on that journey to get there. Now, what has to happen between current you now and future you that is minus two stone? It's habits and behaviors. You need to think that when I, between me waking and between me going to bed, me in my wakefulness state, the course of my day is filled with my decisions, my actions, my habits, my behaviors, and ultimately on a really broad level, just the things that I do while I'm awake. Now, those things that I do ultimately make up the person that I am right now, and they contribute to that person who I am. If I am two stone overweight, my current actions and habits have ultimately, they are what have led me to being two stone overweight. And if I need to lose that two stone, I need to change the actions and the habits of the behaviors of someone who is two stone lighter. And what I need to do ultimately to get to that point is change those habits and behaviors. So what we do often find though, is that people will... There's numerous reasons for this, but when they get to their goal, they ultimately don't maintain the habits and behaviors that they have had to learn and change to get to that point. So a great example of this would be the bodybuilding industry where people step on stage at incredibly low body fat percentages. That is their goal. And for whatever reason they've done it, that's that's separate to this. But the main point is, is that to get to that point, the actions and the habits and the behaviors that they have to learn are really unsustainable. So they can't continue and maintain them for a long period of time. Now, if we dial that back to a general population level, what a great example of this is when someone tries to lose weight really, 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 really fast. And what they have to do to, to lose that weight really fast, the actions and the habits they have to develop, they cannot continue that once they get to the point that they are at. So you can imagine you've got a six-month period and you've got a two-month period. The person actually who loses weight over the six-month period is going to be a lot more successful because what often happens is the person who loses it in two months, they circle back to the old version of themselves and they put on the two stone because they cannot maintain the habits and the behaviors they have learned and that they developed to lose that two stone. So... Ultimately, what we are looking to do is when we get to that minus two stone point, we want to maintain that position. And we do that by achieving the habits and behaviors. That is the difference between those two scenarios. The scenario we circle back to the increased weight of two stone, we have lost the habits and behaviors. And when we maintain that weight loss, it's because we have kept the habits and behaviors that we have learned. I'm saying habits and behaviors a hell of a lot in this podcast. Um, so ultimately, though, a thing to consider is that humans, at a really basic level, we are very pursuit-driven beings. We fun fundamentally enjoy and crave the effort process of achieving different things. So even when we get to that minus two stone point where we lost that weight, the reality is we're probably going to continue up upon that point and ultimately the main thing that we need to understand here is that the goal actually isn't the goal. You can start to see now how, how that the goal is there just to give us direction and the habits and the behaviors and the things that we do on a daily basis and that we can maintain those things on a daily basis are the goal within themselves. 
The goal is not the goal. The goal is to adopt the new habits and behaviors that help us get towards that goal. And because we are very pursuit-driven beings, even when we get towards that goal, we are not going to pause there. We are not going to stop there. We're going to continue upwards or change our goal and push it in a different direction. There's so many instances with clients where some people lose two stone or lose three stone or lose four stone, and they don't want to continue losing weight. They instead change the goal to a more performance-driven where they go and run marathons or they go and do this, they go and do an Ironman and so on and so forth. So in summary, a goal is simply a marker. It is your a stepping stone on your bigger journey of life. It is just that marker and it is ultimately the reason to start, the reason to get up and off your sofa and get outside and walking towards that minus two stone point. I'm very much using weight loss as an example here, but you can start to think about how this can apply to multiple different domains and areas of life. And ultimately, a goal does not equal happiness. The goal is not what brings you happiness. It is the effort process because a goal takes consistency and effort. Consistency and effort done on a repeated basis is what equals new habits and behaviors. And without the habits and behaviors, we lose the goal that we have achieved. So therefore, as I just said, the goal is not the goal itself. The goal is the habits and behaviors it forces us to adopt. Imagine I've thrown myself off a cliff and I want new wings. If we lived in a world where we could adapt that quickly and I threw myself off a cliff, by the time I'd got to the ground, I have created and developed these wings that are going to help me fly and live and continue on moving forwards. That is the same as what this goal process should look like. The goal is ultimately there to throw you off the cliff and you have to adapt before you hit the ground. And the way it is adapting when we're looking at things like weight loss is we need to move more, we need to eat less, we increase our steps, we get better sleep, we drink more water, and ultimately all these things that are going to help us improve that good quality of life. So another cliche that we like to rattle off at any given moment is learn to enjoy the process. Um, you probably hear this a little bit more in business than you do in the fitness world. And I used to say this quite a lot to my clients, but I very much, as I've started to understand um, neuroscience and how habits and behaviors are formed in the brain just a little bit better, I actually now know learn to enjoy the process is not the correct phrase trust that you will enjoy the process is probably a better phrase. I'm going to explain why. So there's a little thing called dopamine. Dopamine is like a little neurotransmitter that you have in your brain. It's released. And the reason it is released is it's your brain's way of rewarding the effort process. When you are doing and moving towards a positive outcome, your brain can see this. It releases dopamine because it wants you to carry up on that path. When you are in great positions of effort it's very easy to experience physical and mental fatigue and your brain releases dopamine to push back on that fatigue and help you continue on that path that you are on so ultimately its purpose is to help you continue along the effort process to form you guessed it new habits and behaviors so Let's say we're going back to our previous analogy. You've got you and you've got future you and you need to lose two stone and you get the new habits and behaviors which are ultimately the, the, the stepping stone, the bridge between now you and future you. The stepping stone between you losing that two stone. 
when we go through that process, the dopamine is what gets released and helps reinforce those new habits and behaviors. So as we start going into that process and we start to change what we do, and it's when I come back to saying, we need to trust that we would enjoy the process is because ultimately dopamine gives us quite a high sense of satisfaction, achievement, happiness, wellness, and contentment. And it's what makes us feel all warm and fuzzy when we have achieved things on our journey and throughout our day. It is the thing that helps reinforce the process goals and the little small wins. And that's why you hear so often about celebrating the small wins and why it's so important because dopamine is what is going to help us reinforce that. So this is one of the main reasons why the build-up to a goal is often more memorable than the goal itself. And again, using the weight loss example, so many clients that I've had over the years, a lineup, a massive queue of them now, who have all got to their weight loss goal and then they'll report how underwhelming it is or how underwhelming it was. And then if I ask them to tell me the most memorable things about the start to finish of that journey, it will be all the little things in between, the little processes, the first time that they got a pull-up, the first time that they rode a 1,000 meters in under four minutes, or the first time that they did their first box jump, or they did the first squat and assisted, and so on and so forth. All these little new habits and behaviors that have ultimately helped them get to where they are is what they remember. And it's more often than not, because as you release dopamine along this journey, we remember how we felt at that time and we remember how that sense of satisfaction and that achievement that we got from going through that effort process and we don't remember it when we get to the goal because ultimately by the time we've got to the goal, we've formed these new habits and behaviors and we're already looking forward to what comes next. So the point of a goal, this is what you're probably thinking now is, hang on a minute, so I just need to form new habits and behaviors, I don't even need a goal. No, the goal is still very much necessary. The point of the goal is to provide you with direction and get you to do something. If we are sat on the couch doing absolutely nothing, the goal is what gives us the purpose. You can imagine you've got your start point where you have zero habits and behaviors that are related to the goal we are trying to achieve, and then you've got your first kind of kick of dopamine and your first effort reward point or marker that b c d e f point on our journey you need something that is going to get you from that start point and into the process of forming these habits and behaviors and your goal is what does that it provides its direction and it provides the kick up the ass that we need to get ourselves moving so it is still very much necessary but when we get people get so hung up and caught up on these goals where they ultimately shoot themselves in the foot by spending so much time focusing on it and getting overcomplicated and procrastinating around the goal or because this goal is so important to them that they try and do it in just an elapsed short period of time which ultimately is detrimental because the new habits and behaviors that they need to learn are very much unsustainable for the long run so the goal the point of a goal is to provide direction and get you to do something to allow the new habits and behaviors to emerge from that process so you've got you You've got future you that needs to lose two stone. The future you and that goal of losing two stone is ultimately what gets you moving. As we embark on that process and we start to go through that effort process of getting towards the minus two stone point, dopamine gets released and that reinforces and helps you learn those new habits and behaviors. And ultimately, because we are very pursuit, purpose-driven beings, we will probably continue past that minus two stone point onto different goals and new goals as we go through. So, in summary, number one, 
you need to enjoy what you do. Like I just said, learn to enjoy the process. Yes, you need to learn to enjoy it. You also need to adopt a path of least resistance. When we are identifying what we need to achieve, we may set out and look at that journey and you think, okay, if I need to lose weight, I can do that through Zumba, I can do that through walking, I can do that by training for a marathon, I can do that by going to the gym, by swimming, etc., etc., etc. You need to identify which way I can do that process that is gonna provide me with the most enjoyment because I still need to go through that initial phase of setting the goal and getting up off my ass and start moving. You can imagine that if I'm giving somebody a solution that they most certainly don't, like if you asked me to go and lose weight now and they told me to go and do it through Zumba, I would be very reluctant to start that process. But we also need to bear in mind that you might just enjoy the process anyway because of the sense of reward and satisfaction you get from the effort process, which I just explained. There has been countless times where people and clients have come to me and they have sat in front of me and they said, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to achieve what you're telling me I can achieve because I hate exercise. I hate the gym. I hate everything about it. You fast forward four weeks, you fast forward six weeks, oh, I'm really enjoying this Connor, I'm really enjoying this, oh my god I lifted this weight for the first time, oh I rode this in this time and etc etc and I bet a lot of you are listening to this right now and going oh yeah that's me, I've got one client who's probably going to listen to this and she's probably nodding her head right now going yeah that's me, I know who he's talking about and there's, and that is because of that process that I just explained is that ultimately we go through these mini little milestones and these stepping stones on the way to the bigger goal, our brain recognizes that it's something we need to do. This is a habit and behavior that we need to form and we need to learn and we need to have it as part of our body. We release all these neurotransmitters, makes us feel good, makes us feel that sense of satisfaction, happy days when we are moving forward. The second one is sustainability. So when we choose our goals, whatever they need to be, they need to be, when we get there, they need to be sustainable. And ultimately, how do we identify something is going to be sustainable? We need to identify what the habits and behaviors are going to have to be that need to be required for us to get to that. And this is a lot of the time where professionals come in, which is why someone will come to me. They need to lose weight. They know that they need to lose weight now. They know how they're going to do it. They know how they're going to enjoy the process. But ultimately, they don't know what the habits and behaviors and things that they need to change. For me, you know, entering into the world of business and start my own business, I don't necessarily know all the new habits and behaviors that I need to learn to help me get there. So I need to identify what habits and behaviors that I need to learn. And that's been a big learning curve for me. And that's how ultimately, though, I understand though now is that I can't just launch an app and launch a business that's centered around physical and mental health and just expect it to succeed, I need to identify all the habits and behaviors that are going to be key to success. And that ultimately is it. Number one, you need to learn to enjoy the process or trust that you would enjoy the process and enjoy and choose the path that you are most likely to enjoy. Number two, approach it in a sustainable way by identifying the habits and behaviors that are going to be key to success and making sure that they are not too drastic so that when you get to your goal, they are completely unsustainable and that you can't maintain that level of goal that you have set out to originally achieve. And also finally, understanding that habits and behaviors are key to success. And just a little pointer to, to kind of finish this off, and you'll have heard this, me mention this a few times throughout the podcast, that humans are very pursuit-driven beings. Some of the most unhappy people I know Oh, they have everything going for them. They they have their families, they have jobs. Yeah, they're just they're, 
on on paper they are very much what people would generally set out and desire for but because in that current moment in time they are not working towards something they are not on a pursuit towards something so they lack that purpose and focus and drive that ultimately that renders them quite unhappy and it's because like i just said humans are built to go through this pursuit process so that we can reinforce the release of dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin all the other neurotransmitters that are associated with a journey and a process and achieving a goal but ultimately doing so in understanding that the goal is not the goal the goal is the, the habits and behaviors that the goal forces us to adopt right that's probably going to be the last time that i say habits and behaviors and goals for a good month because I don't think I've ever said them so many times in one space of time. Um, thank you for listening, guys. I'm going to run up the podcast right there. I have flown through that one. Like I said, if you want to see the visual version, me waffling on with the slides that go with this podcast, by all means, go and check it out on YouTube. Um, and obviously, I don't do these types of podcasts too often. I just thought this one could be beneficial for everybody to hear. I hope it made sense in audio form. It may be slightly more beneficial if you go and watch it in visual form. If you still have a few little niggles, you're like, hang on a minute, what on earth was he waffling about? Um, so if you enjoy this style of podcast, though, please let me know. Come and follow me at collective.fitness.official on Instagram or at Connor McManus Coach on Instagram for my personal one. Or you can drop me an email at Connor at Collective Fitness dot co dot uk let me know what you thought let me know if there's any other topics you'd like me to unpack and uncover thank you for listening guys and have an amazing day